Right, we're on both sides. We're up to Tresbov on the base. Um, 17 lines from the bottom. Right, now last week we said, Omarab Tavi, Omarab Oshia, Halokha Kedivre Shneim Lahokel. Right, and Rashi explained, what does Halokha Kedivre Shneim Lahokel? It means Halokha is like Rabbi Yehuda, Delai Boy Shmir. That Bidyeved, you don't have to hear it, you're still Yaitz of the Shema. Halokha Rabbi Yaisi is like Boy Diktuk. And Halokha is like Rabbi Yaisi, because we said Koravalai Diktuk Boy Seho. Uh, Rabbi Yaisi says, you're Yaitzer. So it's Halacha, Halacha Kedivri Shneim Lahokel. You take both of them, Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Huda, and, the, and you take the more lenient answer of both of them. Okay. So now we mention Rabbi Tovi, so we'll bring another member, nothing to do with Kriyashma at all. Uh, uh, another member in the name of Rabbi Tovi. Okay, has everyone got it? Om Rabbi Tovi or Rabbi Yaisi. Om Rabbi Tovi or Rabbi Yaisi. My Dachsiv was as a posuk, in, in Mishli, and the Pulsic in Mishli says as follows, Sholosh Heino Lysis Bano, there are th- three things that are never satisfied, Sha'al, the grave, Ba'isa Rechem, the narrow part of the womb, and it doesn't mention in the Gemara, but it's also, earth is never satisfied with water, there's never enough water. So, the thing is like this, we say in the grave is, is never satisfied with the corpses, never, and, and the corridor to the womb is with um, relations, and the earth is never satisfied with water. There are three things that are never satisfied. Says the Gemara, What does the, why is Sha'al, which is a grave, put next to, to Rechem, the womb? And Allah to tell you, just as the womb takes in and sends out, it takes in the male sperm, and it sends out the baby later on, the child that's been conceived. So too, the grave takes in the mess, and it sends and sends out that person at the time of Tchirsamesim. So that is a connection between Sha'al, the grave, and the Rechem. The Rechem, the same way that the man's sperm goes in and then the child comes out, so as well, when you bury somebody, later on he'll come out when it comes to Tchir Samesim. That's the connection. It says, We can bring a Kavachayma. Or Ma Rechem, if the womb, Shemachnisim Bai Bachashoi, Motsim Yemenu Bekailakailas, if, when the man puts his sperm in, it's in silence, but when the baby comes out, ah, Maltov, everybody's a lot of noise and a lot of happiness, etc., etc., Sha'al, the grave, the grave, when you put somebody in, there's a lot of noise. How much more so that when there's Tchirs and Mesim and the Mace comes out of the grave, there'll be lots of rejoicement, lots of noise, lots of trumpets, etc., etc. From here we can refute the people who say, the other Gemara says that, uh, where do we know about Chesa Mesim and Because it says, Oz Yoshea Maja. Then Maja Bedu will, Yoshe, in the future tense, will sing. Why does it say we're talking about the Shira when he came out of Mitzrayim? Should have said, Oz Shor Maja. Maja sang. What's Oz Yoshe? Yoshe, he will sing, meaning, um, that's, that's Chesa Mesim. We can also learn that from there. But from this Pulsic as well, it's a drush. But we only bring it because of Rav, Rav Tommy Omar Rav Oshia. So we bring it, we bring it along as well. Yes. What? That, that, 
of Yoshe yeah. is not referring to the Mason. Well, it's Kirsten Adam and Adam are boys all the same. It's not. It's not. No? It's completely no. Alright, okay. We'll discuss it when we come to Adam and Boy. Lucy is to him, I think. Okay. Uh, now, now we come back to our Shema, and now we're discussing discussing in the, in the you know that when we've got a mezuzah and you've got Trillin and you've got the Shema in it, what is written on that parchment of Shema which goes into mezuzahs and into Trillin? Tony Ravashia Kameda Robert, Echosav Tom says the word Echosav Tom. Now the normal word would be Echosav. You should write what's Echosav Tom. Chasav Tom means Hakol B'Chasav. Everything is written on that parchment. Afilat Savos explains Rashi. What does a Chasav Tom mean? Rashi says about just sort of ten lines from the bottom. A Chasav Tom Shetehei Kesiva Tamo Oshlema. Chasav Tom is a shortened word of the Chasav Kesiva Tamo. It should be a complete writing. The whole parchment you should put in into Tefillin and Mezuzahs. And even the Afilat Savos, even the commands, Sheba Parshah, Ganu Kshartem, Chosavtem, Tzorach Lechza, B'Tefillin and Mezuzahs. So when you put the Shema in the Parsha of Tefillin, in, in the Tefillin or in Mezuzahs, it has the whole of the first Parsha, right? Um, and the second Parsha as well. But, uh, because Oksiva Tama, but the point is like this, the Chiddush is, it's even Savos. Even the word of Kshartem. That you should bind the Twilin or Hosaftom, or you should write the Mazuzas, which is the Sevuyim, the command, you put them as well. Why? Because it says the word Ochosaftom, Ksiva Tomo, a complete Ksiva includes the Savos. What's the Ashila? What? I mean, why should you put it in? Well, it's not obvious. You'll see, the, you'll see it down from the Gomorrah that it's not obvious. It's not obvious. Why? How do we know this? Omalay, she said to him, to Omalach Mali. Who is the Tana of that price? Who says that? That Uchsav Tom says, Akob Uchsav Afila Savos. Rabbi Huda, this is Rabbi Huda. So, Omagabi Saita, Rabbi Huda says regarding a Saita, now we know that what happens with a Saita, this is a woman who suspected there are two Aiden that she went in alone into a house. They didn't see any, what had actually happened, but they saw that she went into the house and she'd been warned, etc., etc. And then she, what you do is you take a parchment and you write the parsha or part of the parsha of Saita on a on a bit of parchment and you dissolve it in the water. And she's got to drink that water. If she's innocent, everything's okay. If not, all, all horrible things happen. Now, question is, what is written on that parchment? Okay. So Rabbi Huda says, "Amar Gabi Saita, Olas Kaisev, Savas Enikaisev." The curses are written, but the Savas. The commands are not written. Right? Now, what do we mean by that? The Possek says as follows. I'll read out the whole Possek. The Kayan shall, um, the Kayan shall make the woman swear. The Omaha Kayan Isha, and the Kayan shall say to the Isha, up to there is the Savos, because that is what the Kayan has got to do, and that is what he's got to say to the, the instructions. Right. Now, what is it that he says? Now comes the main part. This is what he actually says to her. Hakshbrocha will give you an Ola on a Shvur, a curse, within your people, Now, if you're guilty, your legs will fall off. 
your stomach will distend, etc., etc. So the Tzivuyim is the first part of the Pasuk. Up to there is the Tzivuyim. And afterwards is the main, por- the, the, the main portion of what he actually says to her. So now going back to the Gemara. He says regarding Saita, There, the Olas in the passage are written on the scroll. The, the ones that are put into the raised in the water. But the Savos are not written. Now. For Hasam and the reason why we do not have the Tavos Gabisita is because it says for Kosav It just says for Kosav, not Khasav Tom, but for Kosav. Aval Hocha Dhsib Uchasav Tom. But here where it says Uchasav Tom and we learn from that Khzibatama. Therefore where it comes to Khzibatama, I feel a Savos Nami, you have the Savos as well. So what we're saying is we learnt Tony Rabbaisha Kameda Rova says a Khosavtom shall be Ksiva Toma. So who is that? Who is a Tana? Who told you this? That's Rabbi Huda. Because Rabbi Huda says that by Saita, where it just says for Kosav, therefore we learn out, you only say the Olas, the actual, cur- the actual cursing. In other words, what the kind says to the to woman. But not the fact that the instructions that he's got to say it, that you don't say it, because it only says for Kosav. Masha Ain came by Twillin by Mazuzah where it says a Chosav Tom which is Kasiva Toma a complete one therefore you not only have the main part the Shema but you have the instructions like Kasharatim Chosav Tom as well okay ask the Gemara says the Gemara our robber says hang on a minute hang on a minute you are you saying you're saying that the reason is why is it by Saito you only have the main part but not the Savos because it says Vakosav as opposed to Kosavtom. So, so the robber says, no, that's not the reason. Is Rebbe Huda's reason for excluding the Savos by Saita is because it's written Vakosav as opposed to Kosavtom? No. The Pesach actually says Vakosav Esa'olos. It says Mephorish, you should only write the curses. So in other words, that's why you don't write the instructions. Not because it says Vakosav as opposed to our Vakosav Tom. So in other words, if it would say Vakosav by us as well, it would also mean Savos. Because you can see from Saita that the word Kosav means Savos as well. Ah, why do you not do Savos? Because it carries on the pause and it says Vakosav as Olos. You only write the curses, not the instructions. So you could see that if you would say Vakosav here by Krishna, we don't need the word Vakosavtom. Even Vakosav alone is enough to tell you the Savoyim as well. So what the question is, why is there a need for the word Vakosavtom? Because even without Vakosavtom, just with Vakosav in Tefillin and Mazuzas, you'd also need the whole lot. Because Vakosav is enough. I by Saito it was not enough. That's because of the Kosav Asa'olos. You should write the curses. Much more the curses, yes, the instructions, no. But Kosav is enough, so why does it have to say Kosav Domir? Oh, so now the Gemara answers and says, no, we do need it. Even if the meal is because of Olos, I still need the word Kosav by Mezuzah to tell us the whole partial. Why? It's true, we need it. I might have thought if we would have written just for Kosav when it comes to Kreshima 
I would have said we learn a gzera shava. Says a kot lochsafsam amuzus bezachav shirechav. But instead of saying lochsafsam, it would say a kosav. I would say there's a gzera shava to the kosav of saita, and just as by saita ma halsam olas en savoslai, just as there olas en savoslai, the curse is. Uh, the, you have to write in, but not the Savos, not the instructions. Afrochehe by Krishna as well, Namit Savos like. You would also say that you don't Kshatam or Kasaftam with Shalat Savos, you don't say Chosavrom or Kasaftam, therefore it says Kasaftam, Afilu Savos. In other words, what we're saying is like this. Even though, when it comes to Saita, you're not learning it out from Vakosav, you're learning it out from Olas, but still, it does say the word Vakosav there. And if it would say the Kosav here as well, then we would say just as by sight as a Gzereshova. Just as by sight, even though it comes from Olas, but since it's a Kosav in both places, so just as by sight, you've got the main, the main part, but not the instructions, mm-hmm. so as well. But Krishna, if you just said the Kosav, you would also say, because it's a Gzereshova, the Kosav, a Kosav. Therefore, it needs to write a Kosav here to tell us that you've got the Savuyim as well, Kshatam Kosav, so also it has to go on the um, on on the parchment. Tonam Rabbi Vadya came to Robert. Rabbi Vadya taught the following in front of Robert. But in Mother Tem, the Mother Tem is also the same number with Achsav Tam Achsiva Tama. So the Mother Tem is also she Limudchotam that your study shall be pure. In other words, this comes to tell us that you've got to pronounce it without any fault. And what's an example? She yitin Revach Ben Atvekim. You've got to pause between words which become attached to each other which in one second we'll see examples of it only Robert Basra Robert explained what are the sort of words that you've got to pronounce properly now if you say it quickly you'll say right and therefore it doesn't sound like there's two lamas if you've got you make a gap which you have to do in lining as well that's uh that, that is what's talking about Korovadictic voice yourself, etc. And similarly, Al Levavchem, Bechol Levavcho, Bechol Levavchem, Eisev Besotcho, Bavadatem Mehero, you got the double mem, Hakonof Basil, Eschem Meoret. All these are words. The first word ends with the same letter as the next word starts. So you've got to make it, make a gap. Titus actually brings another two examples, and he says that if you say the Choraf quickly, it sounds like the Choraf. It's not what it means. And similarly, when you say Uzacharatem Elamantizkaru, you've got to say Tizkaru, because otherwise it sounds like Tizkaru, and you're doing it for a schar. You're doing the, the, the mitzvahs for a schar, and we know you're not allowed to do it. I'm lost a couple of pros. Remember Rabbadun in the Adas, you remember you to pronounce it, Elamantizkaru. You could really hear it. So that's another example, Tosu says, of pronouncing properly. Anyone who says Shema, and they're very careful, very meticulous in pronouncing the words properly, Gehenim is called for them. Shenema, this is quite far-fetched, Rush, says, Now I'll translate it. What it means is like this. Before I shaka melochim bo tashlik b'tzalman. When Hashem, the word um, before us with a sin, with a dot on the sin, means to scatter. So the literal translation means when Hashem scatters the non-Jewish kings in Israel who are per- persecuting you, then those in the darkness, namely the Jews, 
they will be tashlik, like shalik from the word snow, they will be whitened, they will come out with confidence and be exalted as a white dove. That is a translation, that's how the Reduk explains that posik. And Rosh Hashanah says, a dove is used to depict Kalal Yisrael. So that's what the literal translation is. Now what the Gemara says now like this, I'll take right before race, don't say the word before race, which means scattering, Ella before race. Before Reish means to say something clearly. Al Tikri but Salmon. Don't say but Salmon. Elo but Salmovis. Salmovis is Gehenim. So once you make those various adjustments, it becomes like this. Before Reish Shakai, when you make Hashem clear, in other words, by saying Shemaisra properly, then it carries on and says, Malochim Bo, then the Torah by which the kings of Yisrael rule, Tashleg, they will call the, the Gehenim for you. Now the question is that we asked last time was just a minute. You're talking about Rishoim here. Because they're in Gehenim. Right? So just, they've done terrible things obviously because they're in Gehenim. But one good thing they did was they pronounced Shema properly. So why should Gehenim be called for that? If they were Rishoim, and they must have been to be worthy of Gehenim, so therefore, just because, you know, they did one thing, they pronounced Shema properly, therefore Gehenim is called for them. Yeah. So they, they answer, I don't know, I've got the answer written here, but I, I've forgotten who, who actually says it. He says like this. He says, no, we're talking about Taka the Sadiqim. We're talking about proper Sadiqim. So what are Sadiqim doing in Gehenim? They come in, Hashem allows them to go into Gehenim to tell the people who are there, don't worry, for your Averas, you won't be in that long, you'll be coming out soon. So it's for the tzaddikim who pronounce the Shema properly, who Hashem calls down Gehenim when they go in to tell the Rishoim, you'll be out soon. I mean, we, you know, without Shah, not, I don't know, but it, it's a good kasha that, you know, why should Gehenim be called for people who, who are, you know, deserve Gehenim? The Om Rabbi Lama he says, this is Bilom. He says, And then the next Bosik is, means stretches out like, like brooks, rivers. And then it says like gardens, by, uh, the gardens like by a river. And Kaholim Nota, like tents which are pitched. So it's got Nacholim in the beginning and it's got Aholim in the end. So the Gemara says, says what's the connection? Laimelach to tell you, just as brooks, namely water, go to the mikveh, elevates a person from Tumma to Tyra, so too the tents of Tyra, because oil, you know, he says, Yaakov Ishtom, Yashiv Aholim. You see, oil means to, it refers to Tyra as well. In Pasha's told us we say that. Can elevate a person from being guilty towards being innocent. Right, now we come back to Somebody who says Shema out of sequence, right, an example, he left out a word or he left out a posuk. We said, like, reading the, the Parochim out of sequence, that's not a problem, because the Parochim are in any case out of sequence as written in the Torah, because one is in Bashalach, and, and, and that comes, it, which is first, and it comes last, so that doesn't matter. But if you leave out a word, you leave out a posuk, then, then, I'm clear, I'm afraid I'll know Yotza. Yeah, Shalachachon, yeah. 
As I say, Bishalaf. Sorry. Uh, so the Gemara says as follows. I like this. Rav Ami, Rav Asi, Havakakotrin, Lei, Ganon, and Rav Aloza. Rav Ami and Rav Asi, they were building a chuppah for the wedding of Rav Aloza. What are they doing? You know, you get a Gentile for that. You, you know, you, you don't have to do that yourself. No, because they had Mavatlin's Hamotaira for Achnosas Kala and Leviathan Mace. So they felt it was okay to leave the base of Medrash. That was part of Achnosas Kala putting together the canopy, the, the chuppah. Well, what's the story? When when our um, caretaker went AWOL, yeah, was the day of a chuppah. Yeah, yeah. And that was when we discovered it because the chuppah wasn't up by lunchtime. Ah, so you had to so put Jeremy it up. and I put it up. Ah, there you are. When the when the so, father arrived, so I should have said instead of Rav Ami and Rav Asi, I should have said Jeremy. Uh, we were, thought he was going to make some comment about. Oh, I thought you yakas would have things done on time. But he's not a member here. <laughs> it was the other side. Oh, but instead, he came to us and said it was so wonderful to see two. Two yidden putting up the chuppah. Oh. The shame, the shame. Oh. So he was really impressed. Oh. Well, there so you are. are, there you are. So this is the story. So Abahoche, Abahoche, Ezra, Eshramil. So Omalahu, Rabbi who was having getting married, he said to Ravami and Ravasi, Abahoche, Abahoche, while you're sort of um, building my chuppah, Eshramil, the base medrash. I'll go to the base of medrash. You know, Chasanim definitely don't work, right? So I'll go. I'll go to the base of medrash. And I will come back and repeat to you what I heard in the base of Medrash. Oh, so what did he hear in the base of Medrash? This is why it's mentioned. He went and he found a Tana who was saying the following price in front of Rabbi Yechelen. Korovatol, you made a mistake. Right? As we said, for example, you left out a word or posuk. But he doesn't know precisely where he made a mistake. Then, according to the Bach, he says, Bach says, You should go to the beginning. But Ensar Perek, he knows it happened in the middle of one of the parochim of Shema, but he doesn't know exactly where. Again, he should go to the beginning of that paragraph. But in Perek the Perek, what happens is he's be between two paragraphs, so what that means is as follows. He knows that he's just finished one paragraph, and he's about to begin the other, but he doesn't know easy between the first and second or the second and third. So then what we say is we're machmi say Yasala Perikrishan, go back to the beginning. Yasala Perikrishan, go back to the first paragraph. Now, Ben Ksiva Liksiva. Now he's saying a chasaftam al Mazuz Besecha Bisharecha. And he thinks, hang on a minute. As it is a chasaftam al Mazuz Besecha Bisharecha of the first paragraph of the first Shema, first paragraph, or is it a chasaftam al Mazuz of the second Shema? Right? He's not sure. Yachsel Achsivari Shaina. He should go back to Chasavtam Amuzav Zechav Shirecha of the first paragraph. Amalei Rabbi Yechonon. So Rabbi Yechonon said to the Tana, Lai Shonu, this business about going back, Elo Shalai Posach B'Leman Yerbu Yemechem. That's only if he hasn't started Leman Yerbu Yemechem. Avu Posach Leman Yerbu Yemechem. But if he began, he said, "Man, Yerbiyamechem." And then, according now, this is according to Rashi, which is a very, very uh, sort of hard, difficult Rashi. And then so Rashi explains, and then he was not certain as to whether he said every word of the third paragraph. You see, that's what Rashi says. Um, he he's not sure. So, in other words, he said he knows he definitely said, "Man, 
and then he's not sure after that if he said the third paragraph properly we can assume that he adopted his habit of saying the third parasha properly let's have a look at Rashi we're not worried once he says we are not worried that he might not have said the third paragraph properly from here to Emes V'yatsev basically the paragraph etc he doesn't have to go back because the third parsha is more fluent he's more fluent with the third parsha than he is with parsha number one and parsha two that's how the Rushbrook explains Rashi of which the Rushbrook asks an obvious question what do you mean we learnt not so long ago that there were many places especially in Eretz Yisrael where they did not say the third parsha at night Right, because since the main main part of the third part is about sitzes and sitzes doesn't apply at night, it says if you start, then you've got to finish it. But there were those that didn't start it. So on the contrary, you would think people would be more fluent with the first two parshas than with the third parsha, which they don't say anywhere near as often. So he explains it completely different. He says, no, we go back to the Uchosavtom. We said like this. You say Uchosavtom, you're not sure. Is it the first paragraph or is it the second paragraph? So you've got to go back to the first paragraph. What the Rashbal says, what the Gemara means here is, however, if you say Leman Yerbu, then you can assume that the Uchosavtom, was the second one because otherwise you wouldn't otherwise you wouldn't have said Laman Yerbu. You will automatically go onto Laman Yerbu because you said the second Khosavtom rather than the first Khosavtom. And this Rashi is very really very difficult to understand. Also for Amalahu, so Rabalaza came back from his Khasna to Amin Ravasi and he told them what he'd heard in the base of Medrash, all these all these different ideas of if you make a mistake and you're not sure where you are, you've got to go back. Omrulayde said to him, Had we only sort of come here just to hear this, Dayena would have been worthwhile. Because the point is like this. It says, Mavatlin So in other words, you've got a Khiv to learn that these people, I mean they were great people, right? They were in the base of Medrash all day. And when it comes to Kala, they could be Mavatl. But it's not ideal, but that, that's the din. That takes precedence. Hachnos color takes precedence over learning. So here, this way, they're all Makai both. They did the Hachnos color by building the Chobah, and at the same time, they heard a lovely vote when Rebbe Lozor came, came back from the base of Medrash to tell them what had happened. So that's why they were so excited about it. Even if we'd just come to hear this thing, Dayenu would have been enough. Now that we've heard that, and we're doing Hachnos color as well, we're doing both. That's fantastic all round. Okay, let's just go to the Mishnah. Umnen, workers. Kairim Barosha Ilal Barosha Nidboch. They can say Shema on the top of the tree, on the top of the wall of stones. In other words, they're working there. They can say it on there. Masha Ein Roshan Las Kain Which they can't do for Tefillah. For Shemana Esra, you cannot say on top of a tree. Why can you not say? Let's have a look at Rashi. Masha Ein Roshan Las Kain the Tzedusa Rachma here. Um, Tfilah, in other words, Shemena Esra, is a request for Rachamim. It's a request for mercy. Well, boy, come on. If you're asking Hashem to say Rachamim, you've got to concentrate on what you're saying. 
Therefore, you're not allowed to daven on top of a tree. Over Russia Nidbach on top of a pile of stones. The Mistifa, one will be afraid. Dilma you might fall. You know, really, standing there is not ideal. You know, in an emergency, you're doing it because you happen to be standing up there and you don't want to stop working. You're working for your boss, you don't want to stop. Okay. Because he's scared that he might fall, he won't be able to be Machavan. So therefore what he's saying is here, the Gemara will talk about it, but what we're saying here is that when it comes to Krishna, it seems you don't have to have as much, it's not Rachman, you're not dabbling for Rachman, therefore you don't have to have so much Kabona, so you stay on top of the tree, on top of the stone where you're working. Whether we're talking about whether you carry on the working or not, when you're saying Shema or not, that the Gemara will discuss. But you can stay up there. But when it comes to Tefillah, which is Rachmim, you're doing that for Rachmim, and you need Kavana, there you cannot stay on top of the tree. Chosen Potom Mikriyashimah Laila Rishonah Admatsa Shabbos. Chosen is Potom Mikriyashimah Laila Rishonah Admatsa Shabbos. Now, the, the Mishnah in Ksubas, first stuff of Ksubas, tells us that in, in olden times, it was the custom to get married on a Wednesday. Why? Because if one was not, one find that there's no Pesulim, you could go to the Bezdin the next day, which are on Thursday, they start on Monday and Thursday. So what the Gemara, what the mission is saying is, Chosen Potom Mekriyashimah Laila Rishayna, but Ab Matzah Shabbos. Four nights from Wednesday night till Matzah Shabbos. Now that means, if he has done the mitzvah before Matzah Shabbos, say he does it on Wednesday night and Thursday night, then he becomes, then he becomes Chayab Mekriyashimah. It's only if he has not done the Masa, as, as, as the Mishnah carries on, Imlai Osa Masa. As long as he's not done the Masa, the question is, why should he be Chai of Krishna on Matzah Shabbos? What happens if he has not done the Masa on Matzah Shabbos, so he's still worrying about it, his first time, and done Basulim, and all the rest of it, sort of thing. Why is it Matzah Shabbos? So Titus Yontas says like this, that if he hasn't had relations with her by Matzah Shabbos, nevertheless he's still Chayva Krishna. Why? Because by that time he feels at ease with her, and even if he does not find her to be a Basula, he will forgive her. That's what the Tosis Yontov says. Because there must be an explanation as to why after Matzah Shabbos, if he has not done the Masa, he still, he, he becomes Chayva again with Krishna. Well, Maisa Rebbe Gamliel, and there's a, a, a story about Rebbe Gamliel, Shonosa Isha, he married a woman, Vakoro Laila Rishayna. And the first night, his wedding night, he said, Shema, Omru Laila Tamidov, his Tamidim said to him, Lemadatonu Rabbeinu Shechosen Potomik Kriyashem Ah, you taught us that Achosen is Potomik Kriyashem Ah, so how come you're going against what you taught us? You're, you are saying Shema on the night of your wedding. Omalem, he said to them, Eini Shema Yalachem, I will not listen to you, to take away my Malchus Shemayim even for one even for one moment so if you look at Tosus they explains means you're telling a story which is contrary to what you just said in the Mishnah on the one hand you say in the Mishnah etc and then you tell a story about Rebbe Gamliel who, who, who did say Krishna? So it seems to be a bit of a contradiction. This is no love, Master Lestu, the Koshman Lan, it comes to tell us, 
if he's confident and he's sure that despite the Shiyuchal is covered, that he, he that he's able to have Kavana, then he can do that. In other words, Rebbe Gamliel was on the Madrega that even though it was his wedding night, and even though one must assume obviously that was a basula, nevertheless he felt confident that he's still able to turn off his worry and he's able to be Machavan and Krishna. That is Rebbe Gamliel. But an ordinary person can't do it. So when we say Chosm Potom and Krishna, Adam Shalom Matzah Shabbos, talk about an ordinary person. The story is about Rebbe Gamliel and anyone equivalent of Rebbe Gamliel who feels they're on the Madrega that they can still have the Kavon of a Krishna, they should do it. How did they know that he said what? Krishna? How did they know? He must have told them. He must have said it in front of them. Yes, he said it in front of them. Otherwise, how would they know? He doesn't marry there after the Chasna. He doesn't marry. So they said, what are you doing? Just what are you doing saying Krishna? You told us you're not no, supposed no, no, to say no, it. Before the Maisa. Oh, so, yeah, before the Maisa. Yeah. It must be before the Maisa. Yeah, right. If it was after the Maisa, it would be higher. Yeah. Right, okay. Should we yeah, leave it yeah, here? Sure. It's a new thing. Okay. Yeah.